Hello, my name is Dr. Alison Brown and I'm a Messianic Believer and we're going to continue with some of our teachings today uh, concerning the Feast of Shavuot because we're still in the, the season of Shavuot, that is the counting of the Omer, as from the Feast of First Fruits, which celebrates the resurrection of Yeshua, until uh, the Feast of Shavuot, um, which will take place from the 4th to the 6th of June this year in the Hebrew calendar. And uh, that, of course, speaks about the outpouring of Ruach HaKodesh, which is the Holy Spirit, on the church, so basically birthing the church. So Shavuot, the Feast of Shavuot, the Hebrew festival of Shavuot, Pentecost, you would know it as Pentecost, which simply means 50. Shavuot means weeks, okay? Um, commences on the evening of the 4th of June this year in 2022 at the close of the Sabbath day, that's the low weekly Sabbath, and ends the evening of Monday the 6th of June, uh, which happens to be one day before my birthday. Anyway, um, today we have May the 23rd as of, the broad, of, as of this broadcast, so we actually have 38 days, which is five weeks and three days of the counting of the Oma. Now, the counting of the Oma is basically a counting of the sheaf of barley that would have, the sheaves of barley that would have been waved in, in the temple by the high priest, are commencing on the Feast of First Fruits. The Feast of First Fruits starts the day after the uh, after the Sabbath, the Shabbat, okay, which in 31 AD was, was the 18th of Nisan. And we'll come on to a little bit more revelation about that later. But okay, so what do we do each day of the counting of the Omer in, in the, the Hebrew, you know, when we, we are celebrating each day in the counting of the Omer? Well, today is Tefer's Sheb Yesod, and we say a blessing uh, every day. Baruch Atah Adonai Elohenu Melech HaOlam Asher Kideshenu which simply means, translated, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us concerning the counting of the Omer. So we say that blessing every day as we're counting each day of the Omer. So counting of the Omer is all about the barley harvest. From the Feast of First Fruits, as I said, when Yeshua, having risen from the dead at close of the low weekly Sabbath of the Passover week in 31 AD, when he was crucified, he would have, as our high priest, waved the sheaf offering, not in the temple in Jerusalem, which is, of course, where the where the physical high priest would have waved the sheaf offering or the barley offering, but he would have waved it in heaven in front of the father after sprinkling his blood on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant in heaven. Yes, there is an Ark of the Covenant in heaven. Okay, so he had to sprinkle his blood on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant in heaven, and then he would have waved the sheaf offering, the barley offering, okay, in front of the father. So he is now our high priest in heaven. He came as a prophet. He's now our high priest. And then when he comes back to the earth again uh, to commence the, the, um, the millennial reign, he will be coming as our king, as king of kings and lord of lords. Okay, so at the moment, he is our high priest in heaven. Now, this is the reason why Mary, 
when she approached him in the garden, remember, the, the, she was looking for Jesus, Yeshua, she was weeping, she was crying, and she mistook Jesus for the gardener initially. And, you know, he asked her, you know, why? why? And then when she recognized him, when he said Mary, and she recognized him as Yeshua, the first thing she wanted to do was to run and hug him. But he actually said to her, this would have been very early on Sunday morning. He told her not to touch him. Why? Because he had not yet ascended to the Father to perform those two acts, the sprinkling of his blood, which, is going, which was going to pay for, for our salvation and also for the sending of the Holy Spirit on the Feast of Pentecost, Shavuot, okay, and um, also to waive the sheaf offering, the, the, the first fruit offering. Okay, and you can read that in John chapter 20, verse 17. So in the temple at 9 a.m., this is on the 18th Nisan, okay, 17th Nisan would have been the low weekly Sabbath of that week when Yeshua was crucified. The 18th of Nisan would have commenced on the, at the close of the low weekly Sabbath and continued to the Sunday evening. But at 9 a.m. on that day, at the third hour, the high priest would wave the sheaf offering in the temple. So the 18th of Nisan that year was the Feast of First Fruits. The Feast of First Fruits is always celebrated the day after the Sabbath. Okay. So Yeshua is the first fruit from the dead. So he fulfilled that feast. So that particular week, he fulfilled the Feast of Pesach by um, dying on the cross for us, being the sacrificial lamb, the Passover lamb for us. And then we have the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is why Jesus had to be taken down from the cross quite quickly. So that the Feast of because the Feast of Unleavened Bread was going, which was a high Sabbath during that week. Okay, we have the, the feast days are high Sabbath days. All right, not don't confuse it with the low weekly Sabbath that we that we have. So he would have that fulfilled that festival. He remember Yeshua said he is the bread of life. And then he fulfilled the, the Feast of First Fruits because he's the first fruit from the dead. Okay, so he's the first fruit from the dead, the barley harvest. So when we, we return the first fruit offering, okay, we are actually honoring the resurrection of Yeshua. What is the first fruit offering, though? You might ask, well, what's the first fruit offering? I don't understand that. That's the tithe, isn't it? No, it is not the tithe. The tithe is one-tenth of, of whatever you earn, whatever you, you make out of your business, whatever, whatever, every week or every month or whatever. Okay, so if you're paid monthly, then you, 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 know, you, you return your tithe on your monthly salary, or, which is one-tenth. Okay, so when you return the tithe, you are honouring the death of Yeshua, the death of Jesus. For he was crucified on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in order to reverse the curse in the Garden of Eden, the, the curse that came into the world because of Adam and Eve being disobedient, because they ate from the tithe tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was the tithe tree, and they ate from it, so they were disobedient. And from that point in time, sin came into the world. And this is one reason why so many Christians are poor, why they're struggling so much. Um, you know, I, I've ministered a lot in India and in Africa. And whenever I teach on the tithe, they could just come up to me afterwards and say, we can't afford to return the tithe. You know, we are too poor. 
to return the tithe. Well, that's probably one of the reasons why you are poor, because you're not returning the tithe. Tithe is one-tenth of everything that you earn. Out, and it has to be done out of the right heart motive. What's that? has to be done out of the right heart motive of love. You return the tithe because you're fulfilling the first commandment that uh, Yeshua blessed to us, um, and also is obviously in Exodus as well. Matthew 22, verse 37, 7, 37, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So when you return the tithe, it's an act of worship, it's an act of love. You're, you're literally loving the Lord with your finances, and you are putting your trust in him as Jehovah Jireh to provide, okay? When you withhold the tithe, right, you actually rob God of his ability to rebuke the devourer, i.e. Satan, uh, from your finances, from your household, from your life. And you find that in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. So um, when you don't return the tithe, it simply shows how little faith that you actually have in the Lord to provide. Uh, and as I said, it honours the, the death of Yeshua, honours the cross. When you return the tithe, you're actually, in a way, honouring your salvation, okay, with your finances. The first fruit offering, however, is different. How is that? How is that? If that's not, if the first fruit offering is not a tithe, how is it different? Well, the first fruit offering is, is speaking of a harvest. And we find it in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 10. And I'm just going to go there for the moment. Leviticus 23, verse 10. And the Lord says to Moses, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land which I give to you, okay, and you reap the harvest thereof. So the first fruit is all about the, the barley harvest, because that's the first harvest, okay, first agricultural harvest. Then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the high priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord, before Yahweh, okay, to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Sabbath. The priest shall wave it. So in 31 AD, that's 18th Nisan, because the 17th Nisan was the low weekly Sabbath that year. Okay, so that's what you do. Whenever you start a new business or you start a new job or a new venture of any kind, you take the first fruits, in other words, the first, first income of what you have received from that business or that job or, or whatever it might be, and you offer it as a first fruit offering to the Lord. What does that do? What impact does that do? Well, that releases them. You're honoring the resurrection of Yeshua, so you're honoring life from the dead. Okay, so then the Lord can breathe life into that new venture, life into that new job, life into that new business, etc. Okay, so not only is the devourer rebuked, but also um, you're, you are trusting the Lord to and honoring the resurrection and trusting the Lord to bless to you um, such success in, in whatever job it is. Uh, or whatever business venture that you might have started. Okay, so Leviticus 23, 10, from, from, that, from that verse, you can read, read that in your own time. So what 
what what does the 18th Nissan mean though? The 18th Nissan, I, you know, if, if you remember, I told you to kind of like hold that for a minute, 18, the number 18 there, uh, the 18th Nissan, the Feast of Fast Fruits, life from the dead. Yes, 18 actually does mean life from the dead. Okay, because 18 is made up, up of two um, numbers or two letters, okay? Because the eight is the letter chet in the Hebrew alphabet, or alphabet. Chet, that's number eight, speaking of eternity. Okay, and it's a picture of a fence. And yod, which is the number 10. Yes, yod, which is the arm of God, a divine work. Okay, and that spells a word in the Hebrew alphabet. Chai and yod together spells a Hebrew word. What is that Hebrew word? That Hebrew word is chai. What does chai mean? It means life from the dead. Wow. Okay. So we're in the season of the counting of the Omer towards the Feast of Shavuot when, uh, in, uh, when the Hebrew children receive the Torah, they receive the word of God, Mount Sinai. Okay. Uh, you can read about that in Exodus. But the church in Acts chapter 2 received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit gives a revelation into God's word. Yes. Uh, the Holy Spirit came. Jesus' blood paid for the Holy Spirit, which mean, literally means breath of God, to breathe life into us. Yes. The, the life of the Holy Spirit. So that when we read the word of God, when we read the Torah, deeper revelation and meaning and everything uh, is comes to us. I mean, I remember that from the time I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The word of God just, just flowed so wonderfully. Okay, so we're in this particular season of the barley harvest from the Feast of First Fruits to the 50th day. So we count 49 days, so that's seven times seven. Seven is, is God's number of completion and perfection, okay? Uh, and that uh, is seven sevens, that's 49 days. And on the 50th day is the Feast of Shavuot, okay? The outpouring is the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh. That's the day when all debts are cancelled. It's the, it's the day of Jubilee, 50 stands for Jubilee. And, um, you know, all debts are cancelled. Okay, so we, so we have that, but there's a little bit more revelation here that I want you to get hold of. Um, on the Feast of Shavuot, Pentecost, if you like to prefer to call it, Feast of Shavuot, the Holy Spirit is given. The church is birthed on that day. Yes, the church is birthed on that day. Mount Sinai, 3,000 people died because they came too close to the mountain of God. They didn't revere, revere God. But on the uh, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, 3,000 people got saved. When the, so we have life, literally life from, coming from, from the dead um, because we were dead to our sin and trespasses. Now we're made alive in Christ Jesus and Yeshua. And when we add 49 together, the 4 plus the 9, we come to something very interesting. We come to 13. What significance does that have? The four plus the nine comes to 13. Well, the 13th letter of the Hebrew alphabet is mem. And that's the picture of a womb. And that speaks of bathing. Because on the 50th day, 
the church was birthed. Glory to God. So there we go. Let's move on then. So um, this year, the Hebrew feast of Shavuot is celebrated from Saturday evening, the 4th of June, to Monday evening, the 5th of June, over a period of two days. Why two days? Two days symbolizes the two barley sheaves uh, that the high priest would have, would have waved. Okay, the two barley sheaves or loaves. What do they represent, these two barley these two barley loaves, what do they represent? Okay, now these barley loaves had yeast in them. Symbolic, they are risen, so they're not unleavened bread like we have the Feast of Unleavened Bread um, on the 15th Nisan. They, are, they have yeast in them. Why do they have yeast in them? Because we still have sin. There's still sin in the camp. There's still sin in the camp of Israel. There's still sin in the camp of, of the believer. Yes, because although we're born again, spirit-filled, in our soul area, our mind, will, and emotions, we can still be disobedient to the Lord. Yes, we can still choose to, to you know, he's given us free will. We can still choose to be disobedient. So there's still yeast there. Yes, there's still yeast, which is symbolic of sin. Now, we have the two, two barley loaves. Okay, and if you go to Zechariah chapter 4, Verse 11 and 14, um, it speaks of the two witnesses there. It speaks of the two olive trees there. And who are they? Um, the angel asked Zechariah, who are the two olive trees? Uh, one is on the right hand of the menorah, seven candlesticks. Okay, and one is on the left hand of the menorah. What are these two olive trees? Well, again, we have the two witnesses, the two barley loaves, the two olive trees. We're speaking of the two witnesses that God has set in the earth to witness to his truth. One is Israel, the other is the church. Glory to God. So, Pentecost, meaning 50 in the Greek, uh, Pentecosti, uh, is celebrated by the Western Church on Sunday, the 5th of June. The Greek Orthodox Church, I'm in Greece at the moment, those of you that have the video will see the Greek flag behind me here. I'm in Greece at the moment as, as of this broadcast. The Greek Orthodox Church celebrates one week later on the 12th of June. Okay. But what I'd like to have a look at now is some of you may have been watching some YouTube videos and you may have been watching about... Oh, there's going, the rapture's going to take place this year. The rapture's going to take place at Pentecost this year at Shavuot. Is that right? Well, let's have a look um, at, at that particular uh, supposition, shall we say, um, that the rapture's going to take place this Shavuot. Why do they think that? Why, why, do, why are they saying that? Um, well, they're arguing from an astrological perspective that the stars and the planets, etc., are coming into perfect alignment, right? Um, and we have the bright morning star coming into Pisces. Now, the bright morning star is symbolic of Jesus, and that's coming into Pisces, which is a picture of the fish. Uh, Pisces, the astrological symbol of Pisces is the fish, and the fish represents the church. And because the bright morning star Yeshua is coming into Pisces, the church, that means Yeshua is going to come and take us out on the Feast of Shavuot, because this, this is going to take place during the Feast of Shavuot. I think one date that's been put forward is the 15th of June, which is about 10 days after we celebrate 
okay, and three days after the Greeks celebrate Shavuot, okay. Um, so we have that, and then they're talking about, oh, and Aries, the lamb, which is symbolic of the lamb, is also coming into alignment, um, and that, again, is symbolic of Jesus. Uh, and so we're going up. Are we? Should we... Should we be ready right now for us to, for us to go up this this uh, Shavuot? Should we um, perhaps max out our credit cards and go at carts and go and buy some nice cars and you know have a nice festival and feast and or etc. before you know Jesus comes and takes us out of here? Um, no, please don't go and do things like that. Please, please. Yeshua is not coming back yet. How do I know? Because of the feast of Yeshua. That's how I know the feast of Yeshua. Okay. Um, because at the moment, the first five, the first, sorry, the first four feasts have been fulfilled in the first coming of Yeshua as a prophet. Okay. The first four have been fulfilled the feast of Pesach, the feast of unleavened bread, the feast of, of um, first fruits, and the feast of Shavuot has already been fulfilled. So that leaves the Feast of Rosh Hashanah, okay? But if we're going up in Shavuot, that means the Feast of Rosh Hashanah cannot be fulfilled because it's four months too early, right? Okay. Now, the Feast of Rosh Hashanah takes place on the 1st of Tishri. Now, the 1st of Tishri, the picture of the 1st of Tishri is scales, which indicates that once we're taken out, judgment is going to come into the world, i.e. the tribulation period. So it's four months too early for a start. We're going up at Shavuot. But it's, it's about nine years too early as well because Yeshua was crucified in 31 AD. Okay, I don't have time right now to go into that, but he was crucified uh, in 31 AD. Okay, and the Lord every day is of a thousand years. And just as we have the two witnesses, the two barley loaves, we have 2,000 years of the church age. So if the Lord is going to come back uh, this year in 2022 for us, that means he's also robbed the church, not just of four months, but he's robbed the church of nine years of us being able to witness for him. Okay. Now, is God a robber? No, I don't think so. So we have at least until 30 AD or 31, at a stretch 32, because remember, Rosh Hashanah is celebrated over two years. It's known as the hidden day. Matthew 24, Yeshua is referring to the Feast of Rosh Hashanah in Matthew 24. It is an idiom for the, the, the idiom for Rosh Hashanah is the hidden day. So, and it can take place over one of two days because we're not too sure when the new moon is going to manifest itself. So, by my calculations, we've got until at least 2030, okay? So, don't start maxing out your credit cards, etc., because... As Yeshua fulfilled the first four feasts, so he will perfectly fulfill the next three. And that is the Feast of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And he's not going to rob us of four months or nine years, okay, because we have 2,000 years at least from 31 AD. Okay, so we've still got, we haven't got long left, but we still have some time left in order to witness Win your friends, win your family. We're running out of time. So do, do um, you know, minister to your friends, your family. Do the work that the Lord has called you to do because he is coming soon and his reward is with him. Well, that's all the time. We, that's all that we've got time for today. 
okay, do get my book, uh, God's Blueprint, prophetic, uh, seven, seven Prophetic Keys and the Sheet Prophecy from lulu.com. If you haven't already done so, and um, you can get it, download it as an ebook if you want. Um, it's only $3.99, so do get that. That will also help you understand the timeline, the prophetic timeline that we're in with all of the feasts. Anyway, that's all for me for now. Shalom. God bless.